I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. If it doesn't say micro games, it's not the real thing. Today, we're going to be talking about WarioWare Get It Together, uh, a game that was developed by Nintendo EPD and Intelligent Systems, published by Nintendo, and released in 2021 on the Nintendo Switch. But first, if you give us a like or a rating, it'd be greatly appreciated. On that 100 creep. Oh, no, uh, almost only there. Only four more subscribers needed <laughs> on YouTube. Hey, we did the thing. We met, We said subscribe. Mm-hmm. And, and it worked. Someone did. <laughs> we got like four additional people in the past month and a half. So if you want to prove everyone wrong that the call to action in a YouTube video does not, in fact, make people subscribe, then don't subscribe. Uh, that's a little reverse psychology. Anyway, WarioWare Get It Together uh, is the game that we did for Pocket uh, this week. It is a minigame collection, much like games in the WarioWare franchise have been, with a few very unusual, notable exceptions. Um, and the focus in this particular entry into the series is that it has like a... I would say it is a focus on multiplayer. However, if that was their intention, they didn't do an amazing job at it. Uh, it is it is designed in such a way that two players can play the micro games simultaneously and complete them. Or not complete them. Uh, so that is sort of the overarching design that you see in this. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the game's design probably invites multiplayer more than previous games, but I, I to me the gimmick is more that you control the games. They've turned each character into their own little control scheme, mm-hmm. um, and that that feels like the gimmick to me. Yeah, if you've listened to this podcast for like got way too many years at this point, like four years, you may have heard our episode on. Uh, WarioWare Mega Micro Games, the first one that was on the Game Boy Advanced. And one of the things that we talked about is, like, there was only so much you could do if your intention was to only allow every game to be one button and a, and the, and the directional pad. Mm-hmm. Like, that, and, and that was, like, the whole premise of the game was, like, it was, everything was very simple, and so you could control it with just those two things uh, and have each one just be played in rapid succession and that makes the game uh in this game it is more like yeah each character you can learn how they play and then the game forces you to switch them up so you're never using the same character for the same thing over and over again uh and this has a lot of ripple effects on the design of this game uh and i would make the argument most of them negative yeah I guess um, it feels more like a different flavor to me Um, because, yeah, it adds an extra layer Uh, instead of just having to, like, look at the game, take it in and figure out what to do all in a second. You also have to think about the character you have and how it they will be able to tackle the challenge. Yeah. So it does make it harder. Yes. I agree that it makes it harder. I think that my problem is that it makes the games all need to have... Like, 
the goal, hypothetically, of doing a game like this is that you can make the games... You make the games less complicated in order to make the players' actions more complex and therefore deepening how deep fuck <laughs> deepening the depth deepening the depth increasing the depth of of the game itself but i think it does the opposite thing the games feel a lot more one note than they did in the older game i'm sure not helped by the fact that there are more of them than there were in the original game uh but like to me it's just like you go in it's like it's always going to be you have to mash into something like probably 80% of the time and then 10% of the time you want to not touch anything and then the remaining 10% are like weird puzzles that you have to do or like memory games which have existed in in WarioWare since the beginning but feel extremely out of place because they force it to elongate the timer and so it's just this like weird slowdown but we could talk about that later it, it makes it seem like everything falls into one of a few buckets yeah everything feels more homogenous because all the different characters have to be able to tackle it yeah and it's kind of stupid i think some <laughs> of the characters are great and are actually like an interesting cool challenge but the game gets to the point that WarioWare games get to where they become difficult to do because you're moving so fast and the games are now on their hardest settings mm -hmm. that a lot of the characters feel like they're a liability. And I would say arguably the biggest liability when playing the game in the way that it's advertised is fucking me or you. <laughs> like having another person oh, there yeah. fucks everything yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell whether or not that's, like, somewhat intentional or just, like, a coincidence, but there are definitely certain games where, like, if both of you try to accomplish the goal at the same time, you'll just, like, cancel each other out. Mm -hmm. Like, anything we had to spin something. <laughs> yeah. It requires... It, it, and you can't coordinate with another person in four seconds. Yeah. Well, you just kind of have to not move. Yeah. You just let the other person do it. And to me, that's like that's like the biggest failing of the game to me is that I like the idea of a two-player game and one where the two players can sort of like get in the way of each other and do like wacky shit. But what I want to happen is what you see in like a Nintendo Switch commercial where we're on the couch and like we're fucking hitting each other <laughs> with our elbows uh -huh. and there's like a bowl of Doritos waiting to be thrown across the room. Uh huh. But what actually happens is that we sit in complete stock <laughs> silence. <laughs> you have to concentrate. Yeah, because you don't have the mental capacity to both figure the game out and play it. Mm -hmm. and also do everything else uh, that you do in a social situation. Yeah, and you don't want to be the one that fucks it up. Because mm -hmm. there's something about WarioWare games where they feel so simple, so you feel really dumb when you mess it up. <laughs> that is true. That is objectively very true. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there is a weird social element. But I, in a way, I kind of like that. Like, the challenge being to, like know or to like learn when not to move mm. like to when to let the other person do it was something i found kind of like fun to realize was a better strategy for certain games but yeah like overall i think it it's kind of clunky 
Yeah, it's it's something that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there there are other elements of this game that I, that do hold it up. I think that a lot of the multiplayer like mini games are very cool, and I'm glad that they exist. A few of them feel kind of throwaway. Uh, there's one where I you mean, have to, that's like... That's just WarioWare, though. That's true. Well, just throw everything at the wall. <laughs> I needed to be more specific. <laughs> because, yeah, the micro games can be whatever, and I won't complain about them unless they, like, are for no reason a 10-second minigame where you solve a puzzle and then have six seconds to, like, choose an option. Because mm-hmm. the game just isn't built for that. And they've crammed it in here anyway. I mean the mini games that are like the optional mm. multiplayer things. And there's some that are very cool and seem fleshed out. Like there's one that's like a side scroller where you run all around. Uh and then there's one where you like bounce a ball. Yeah, yeah. Um Smooth <laughs> Moose had that too. Mm-hmm. The ping pong ball. That right, you bounce you had... up the tower. Yeah. And I had a suspicion that this was going to be a sneaky Smooth Moves episode, (laughs) because Uh, I feel like Smooth Moves is the game that did this game's concept better. mm. Uh, It didn't have different characters, it had the different poses. Yeah. WarioWare Asana, if you will. (laughs) Uh, And they are... uh, And they, they... encourage the social interaction even more the the thing i liked about it i I don't remember if there was a proper two-player mode there probably was yeah i don't think it was like a main mode yeah like i don't but i feel like the way that we always played it multiplayer is we just passed the remote like when you lost you just switch to the other person yeah and i feel like that feels way more frantic and fun because like especially when it gets going like really fast and like you lose and you're like ah <laughs> and like you pass the remote to the other person and they have to like get in spot and like try and like orient themselves and like where's the sensor bar and yeah, then, so, wait, what are we are we, are we uh, on the janitor uh, right well, now what pose is it yeah <laughs> like i remember that being like a really fun frantic experience yeah yeah, smart, smooth moves rules and is the best one in the in the hey, series i, I think uh, it's my favorite and for some reason, I thought that you would not share that opinion. Oh, no. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> okay. I think it's it's one of, like, my top three Wii games, period. It so. is very fun. Uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting in that, in that way. And it's something that, like, we probably would want to talk about, except you can't... There's no way to emulate the game like, <laughs> yeah. at all. And... I don't know where my copy is. I have it somewhere. Oh, I yeah. know that it's in a jewel case somewhere, not in the game case. Right, which is empty. But I know I still have it somewhere. We're making on-podcast revelations <laughs> right now. That's good to know. Next time, we're talking about WarioWare Smooth Moves. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to it one day. Um, yeah, and so you end up with this game where everybody has their own controller, and is so focused on the game that they can't laugh or speak to each other. <laughs> I think that's that's my problem. I think yeah, there's it was like more a sh- wacky. Yeah, there's like a showiness to smooth moves. Mm-hmm. Where like you have to get up there and like especially there's like the final level where it's like the like the little dancing guys. Oh yeah. It's so funny to watch someone do that. <laughs> Um, and that adds, yeah, like an extra element to the mm, game. It's like cool. performative. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the different characters, though, like, it feels like a really solid idea to, like, modernize the series, I think, or, like, to bring it onto the Switch. Um, it's something that's, like, really easy to understand, like, an easy way to, like, 
break down like you get the gimmick immediately like each character controls different mm-hmm. um and it's it feels a little bit more forgiving and like yeah like the games are a little bit simpler and the challenge is more on the controls like that feels more accessible to me to like a general audience then yeah that makes sense and it, it just makes it makes it difficult for any one person to really get the hang of everything and show up the other person in a way that would be unfun or uncool. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like everyone shows up and they're all equally incapable of following instructions. Yeah, like you get your character, you pick like what, like four or so characters and then you get, a, it rotates through them. So like it's always throwing you curveballs. Like you might get a character on a mini uh, on a micro game that just isn't good for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does keep, it kind of levels that playing field. Yeah, which I think is really good. And also later in the game, you end up like, I think I think the in the main story mode, it maxes out at five characters. But then you also have the option to just shuffle between all of them. Mm-hmm. And there's like, which is probably the next thing we should talk about. Uh, there's like twenty characters in this game to play as. Yeah, I feel like it, it's just too many. <laughs> it's it is. And it isn't. I yeah, think. like it's 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 one of the t- like two directions you could have gone. Like you can go for a bajillion characters, so it's like maximum chaos, blah blah blah. Right. You never know what you're gonna get. But like, I feel like if you cut it the number in half, um, it would be easier to like learn the all the characters and you could maybe make them a little bit more distinct from each other because mm-hmm. there's definitely a number of characters that kind of overlap in utility with each other yeah i mean that's just true yeah i think because like there's a couple of options that you have and and like when we were playing i was trying to specifically pick different characters from you i noticed yeah but there is a if you're trying to win the game, if you want to play <laughs> optimally, what you do is you pick the characters who have the less the uh, ob- obstructive character traits. Uh-huh. And I think that it, it I think there may be too many of those. Mm. Like too many easy characters. Like I think Cricket and Wario like both you just kind of move and you press a button to do an action. Yeah. I tended to to favor the characters that could freely move around, which mm-hmm. not all characters can, and ones that could like. I felt like like Wario. I really didn't like because his dash only goes left and right. Yeah, and I kept wanting to dash up and down. So characters that could also like their ability could go in any direction. Sure, and like there were like Krygor. yeah, like four or five characters like that that I tended to stick to. Yeah, and I, I think that the game's strengths come out when you see. Uh, characters like the the five volt I think is her name is uh, nine volts mom. mom. I think that's correct. Yeah, who has to teleport everywhere that she goes, uh, which does two things because one it attacks when you actually use it, and then her body is like a physics object when mm-hmm. it falls back down. So there's like a lot to that. It makes you think about it. There's a character late. Uh, I think might be the last character you unlock in the game. Um, who controls like a water pack? Penny. Penny is her name. Yeah. Yeah, and she uh, and she moves in the opposite direction that you're shooting the water, uh, which makes switching into her like really difficult for your brain. She's probably the hardest character to play. Um, 
And it, I don't know. And I think that that's kind of like where the strengths are. And if they lent it, led, if they leaned more into that, then I think they could have done designed more of the micro games around their unique mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Fewer characters that are more unique from each other, I think, would have been a better way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least it would have made for a more interesting game. And and you see that with Penny as well, because like there are levels that that need water in them mm-hmm. and Penny's water pack can actually do that. Yeah, she can you, fill them up. Yeah, so you like uh you can spray a dog's tongue and win the minigame for dog drink water. Yeah. Uh whereas before you would have to like move the tongue. Or and you weirdly. have to like put the fire out. Mm-hmm. You can just spray it. You can spray it with Penny. So like there's like an element of that there where the characters and their unique abilities have unique effects on the game. But I don't I I assume that the WarioWare developers were not trying <laughs> to make Noita. Yeah. And we're just trying to make a WarioWare game. Uh but I would have liked to have seen it gone in the yeah, opposite direction. It, it feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity to not like maximize that potential. Mhm. Especially considering it is like the main gimmick of the game, so mm-hmm. So, could to your knowledge, could any of the past WarioWare games let you continue, like this Ooh. one does? I so I've only played four WarioWare games. Okay, and I don't know if any of them allowed you to continue. I think no. Yeah, the ones that I I've only played three, including mm-hmm. this one, and those ones did not. Yeah. So unless DIY let you continue, but I don't know, because it's been a very long time since I've played that, that none of the ones that I've played have. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that I thought felt, like, more modern about this, is that, like, you earn coins, and then mm-hmm. you spend you can spend the coins to continue. Uh, which, yeah, definitely feels like a modern system that you don't have to use if you don't want to, but uh, it feels a little against the spirit of WarioWare to me, because it's so short, yeah. And fast-paced that it's not really a big deal. And, like, part of the appeal of it, I think, is to get through it all in one shot. Yeah. I, I think it, it exists sort of as a as a, as a a funky mode. Yeah. It's like if you've done the same one over and over and over again, and you can't do it because you're nine or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, then you can just use the continue to move on and get through it to yeah. the next thing. The, I think the the most appealing place to use it is if you die on the boss. Right. To not have to go all the way back to the boss. Especially when the boss is something that, like, is difficult to, like, figure out on the first go. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's not really what a boss fight should be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are. And so you end up kind of, like, falling into... This, like, I didn't know what I was supposed to do and died instantly. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about this on the Mega Micro Games episode or not, but I find the bosses in WarioWare games to either to just fall on extreme ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. while, where they're either the easiest thing in the world or, like, way too hard. But what about quality, though? <laughs> do you think that... Because I would say I agree with that. I don't think that I have... There's no counter to that. One, because it's kind of subjective, and two, because I just agree with you. Uh-huh. I, I think that, like, yeah, you'll go in and, like, like one of them, the Cat Nana one was just, like, pattern matching or, like, fucking counting. Mm. Like, they came, they and then there's ones where you have to, like, manage multiple things and tricks being thrown at you. 
Like, I think, like, the very first boss has an enemy who has a little spike thing, mm-hmm. but it rotates, and, like, you don't know that immediately, so you could just run into it and die. And there's all these, like, different things. It's, like, one comes from a leapfrog game uh, for babies to do, and then the other one is, like, a platforming challenge. Nine volts, having to beat a Super Mario World level uh while stuck on the ground mm-hmm. is uh is comes to mind is maybe not super difficult but definitely very like time consuming yeah ones that come to my mind are the one with the bridge mm-hmm. i don't remember what character that is that's orbulons yeah okay orbulon uh-huh or you have to like raise and lower the bridge and it definitely like fucks with you yes it does um and then the one grape lady falls down the one where you have to like <laughs> squish the grapes yeah to fill the the jars um, which you have to do multiple times. Um, those stand out to me. It's like, I like them when they're like creative. Um, mm-hmm. like those are very much like using those characters mechanics in a way that's totally different than any of the micro games. So I think those are always fun. Like that's how I kind of judge uh, what I think is like a good WarioWare boss is like how creative it is. That's fair. Yeah. Or like how much, how like memorable or like how much it stands out. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And obviously, the golden standard to measure all bosses by is that dance mini game from Smooth Moves. That's the best thing ever created it, by humans. Yeah, no, no <laughs> thing has surpassed. Yeah, that's like the that's the final boss of that game. I think. I believe you're right. Yeah, because yeah. it's the smoothest move. Yeah, the, you you had to have the smoothest moves yeah. to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. The boss thing, I feel like it's a part of the game, and it's not something that I would want them to take out. But when I think about WarioWare, it's like the last thing that I fucking think about. Yeah. It's like, oh, right, these have boss battles in them that are strange. Uh, yeah, I don't know. On the note of the characters having boss battles, that exists, and they're themed in a way because each character is their own stage, essentially. Uh, in this game, it's it's themed as... Because we got to talk about that narrative. Uh, Wario made a game, and then it got all glitchy. Mm-hmm. And he made a, a Game Boy Advance that is shaped like his nose, and the A button is a poop emoji. Yeah, it only has one button. Yes. It's just the poop button. The poop button is present. Uh, and so <laughs> each stage is a level... That somebody at WarioWare made, and it's been corrupted by a sentient AI bug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, that out of the way. That's the whole story. At the end, you beat it. And then the current top-selling game, Poyo Poyo, or whatever its (laughs) name is. uh, I can't remember the character's name. There's, like, the omniscient, like game creator character that's like mm. wario with long hair that's like pretty fun i wish i just remembered its name yeah um because now i'm just trying to explain it and it's not funny but um i just found <laughs> it's it, funny to me yeah it's <laughs> i found that character very amusing yeah that is uh not on topic <laughs> and i've already derailed it so we're far past that uh the game is actually pretty funny yeah 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 like it does a good job of being like, I mean, this is that irreverent South Park humor that we all know and love. <laughs> this is, this is Nintendo's like fucking jerk off game <laughs> where they just put all the dumbest 
shit that they think of in a year. It's like, to me, it feels kind of like the most uh, lowbrow Westerners take on what Japanese culture is like. Uh Uh-huh. Even though it's coming from a Japanese studio, it's just like, look at the wacky, dumb shit where they (laughs) use lots of, like, weird garlic iconography everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if I would describe it that way. Um, I feel like there are a few places, like you mentioned, with the garlic, and there's a few, like some of the micro games yeah. play into Pick like nose. Pay, play into like some stereotypical things. Um, but for the most part, I feel like it's just like really well done, like absurd or like silly humor. Um, I wouldn't really call it like crass or anything. Sure, yeah, it's it's definitely not vulgar. Yeah, with the exception of the poop emoji, which <laughs> sure. does show up on, on occasion. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it is. It's like it just isn't. It's not jokes that require like a lot ironic of ironic like, stuff. Yeah, very ironic, very like silly sort of. Yeah, I think on our last episode our um our former co-host JJ said like some so, so, like it's it throws stuff at you so fast and that's part of like what's funny about it. It'll be like pet this dog. Mm-hmm. Ha ha like you just pet a dog. Like there's like <laughs> there is no joke sometimes and like that's funny. Like you're like it's like a false setup for no payoff. Yeah. And then sometimes it's sometimes like, oh, you picked a nose. Uh-huh. The joke is you just picked a nose. Or you peel a banana and there's a guy with a bunch of muscles. Inside yeah. Of it. Like something just very unexpected. Yeah. That sort of thing. And, oh, we got to call out returning character. The, this game brought a lot of characters back. Um, all yeah. of them, I would guess. Yeah. You're more knowledgeable about this. Uh, I, Penny w- was the only one that I felt like I didn't recognize, but... Mm-hmm. I, I believe that she's been in other games, but like I said, I haven't played an entry in the series for like 10 years. That wasn't the first one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I won't know 100% for sure, but like, yeah, I didn't know Penny. I didn't know um, the Red, I think. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the little d- devil. The devil that is like... Uh, uh, Ashley's sidekick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I don't know several of these characters, but like you see pretty much anything that you've seen in a WarioWare game before, they brought back, uh, including uh, the most important character, Guy Who Drinks Water Too Fast from WarioWare Smooth Moves. Uh, in this game, you have he you have to make his tea mm-hmm. as he stares <laughs> intently at it. Uh, but it's wonderful that he came back because he's always been one of my favorite guys. Yeah, and they do have the dancing guys from oh, yeah. Smooth Moves in the background of a stage. The polygonal dudes. Yeah, the the, the dancing polygon team. <laughs> That's probably internally what they're called. <laughs> um, but yeah, the point I was originally making was that you do go to uh, each individual person's level and so every level has this like theme and you would think like oh okay like it's based on the character but no it's kind of sort of ashley's a witch uh or a mage and her level is about food and mona is like fucking modern technology or something Mm -hmm. and it's like Icon is a toilet. It's, like, very strange and, like, loosely themed around these things. Uh, but do you have a favorite one? Uh, the only one that really stands out 
is um is nine volts like usual it's like based on different nintendo games yeah uh, uh otherwise like I don't think I would have noticed that each level had a different theme uh, if it was not pointed out to me. That's fair. Um, yeah, because a lot of it is sort of... And there's a lot of repeat games as well. They do stuff some game. Well, they they made this game... Well, okay, this is my next and probably my final topic of discussion mm-hmm. that we'll get into in a in a second. But they, they do repeat a lot of games, which does muddy the waters a bit. Um but I find it, I find the themes to be good in their vagueness. Because I do like the the idea of having, like, a loose understanding of, like, what you're looking at. Because it at least, like, takes one thing off your mind when you start playing the game. Uh, and the games have always kind of had this, like, this loose theming. And, and I've always been a fan of Krygor's stages. Uh, because they're, they use a lot of, like, photorealism in their art styles. Uh, and it just looks really wacky and out of control. But yeah, 9-volt stages are always the best. The classic Nintendo or, yeah, game Yeah, they thing, stand out, yeah. Yeah, it really does like draw your attention to them. Uh, my personal favorite game this time around being the select the correct... This does, by the way, break my rule of I don't like games that are just puzzles. Mm-hmm. But the perfect tea time game from uh, uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah. From Three Houses? Yeah. Well, it, it's eventually funny because I remember you watching me play that game and you finding that whole, like, tea, tea time, whatever it's uh-huh. fucking called, <laughs> um, thing really funny. And then the fact that they, like, singled that out and put it in this game, it, it just, yeah. It I would say that... a smile to my face. <laughs> I would say that me and the WarioWare team must have a shared sense of humor, but I played WarioWare so much when I was so young that I assume that I just inherited it from them. Uh, but yeah, we, me and whoever developed, whoever's like the lead game puller for uh-huh. Nine Volt Stages had the same thought where you were like, man, the perfect tea time thing is a very funny thing to be in a video game. Uh, and it's funny here as well. But not, the rest of Nine Volt Stages also are just real good. A lot of them, I think, feel more like the traditional WarioWare Press A mm-hmm. kind of game. And I sort of appreciate that after, like, many stages of, like, oh, okay. So on this character, I can never stop moving, and I have a homing boomerang. Uh, so it was, it was a little refreshing. So I agree with you. I'd say Nine Volt Krygor, my mm-hmm. favorites. Uh, I I don't know if you have something pressing that you want to bring out. Not pressing, but I do have a, a I guess a topic to close out with. Okay, cool. Um, this is this is the last thing that I have. I think I I'm, I have some notes on sort of like visuals, music, that kind of thing. But my big thing here that I'm curious about what you think. Um, as well as a taboo subject for the No Club podcast. It's a it's a topic that we only bring up when we feel particularly <laughs> passionate about it. Okay, this might actually overlap with what I was going to talk about. So, okay. <laughs> if if I'm guessing correctly, is it the fact that this game um, is completable in the amount of time that it takes to take a shit, and it costs sixty dollars? Uh. Yeah, so that ties into my thing. It's not exactly what I wanted to talk about, but I figured it would come up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is, like, you, as you kind of alluded to, um, 
we we are adults with disposable income, so we especially you know, and I think we like appreciate how much effort goes into like making a game mm-hmm. and how they're kind of underpriced uh to begin with. Um so we don't really care about paying money for games most of the time. But yeah. like it is kind of a tough pill to swallow when this game, especially coming from a company like Nintendo, um yeah, this game takes like maybe four hours at most to beat and it, it's full retail price uh yeah i feel like it, it at least it should have been like 40 bucks yeah. at most yeah that that is basically my thesis on it as well i think like it and and like coming from nintendo is it means multiple things here like you do expect a level of like cost for or like value for the amount that you're paying like it, not Every Nintendo game is going to be great. Star Fox Zero does exist. Um, And not every Nintendo game is going to be, like, a big sprawling thing, like a Breath of the Wild or, like, any fucking Zelda game. But there's something there that makes them worth purchasing uh, in a way that you're going to, like, that's going to make people a fan of the game. That's all, that's true almost universally among Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Something to latch on to. Yeah. And so it was weird to see this game, which was a sequel in a franchise that has a long line of selling its new games, mostly on handheld consoles, with a new gimmick or spin on it and making it fresh. And it to me, it felt like this was just the point where they ran out of ideas a little bit. But the second half of it, though, is like when it comes from Nintendo, you also know you're not getting this game on sale or you're not getting it for less than $40. That's probably for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you buy a, a physical copy, which honestly, I don't even know if this game got. Mm. Um, probably. It probably did, but... Yeah, so I was a little bit, like, the content is there. This is similar to when we were talking about Superhot. It's like, there is replayability in the form of, like, all of the quote-unquote missions and all the mini-games and going for high scores on stuff. But the amount of bespoke new content to do is very small. And a game like Warrior Book can't be pushed to be, like, an eight-hour campaign, Because that would be... It would kill people, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But I was expecting something like... I don't know what I was expecting. I think I duped myself. Yeah. Like, I bought a WarioWare game for $60 on release because I was excited to play a WarioWare game. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, well, I'm never touching that again. And then later it dawned on me, like, man, I've paid a lot less for things like that before. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just feels like the value proposition is not as as here as it normally is. Yeah, it feels like it could really benefit from, like, a Mario, or Mario Kart 64, like, battle mode. Mm-hmm. Like, some kind of, like, killer, like, uh, multiplayer thing that people are going to want to play over and over again. And it doesn't really have anything like that. Yeah. the The modes that are there are very sort of repetitive and they wouldn't hold a group of people's attention very long mm-hmm. uh, unless they were like diehards. So yeah, and I guess the thing that I wanted to talk about was just like, si- like since the switch has come out, like it's been the thing for Nintendo that like has unified their home console and handheld markets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like an example of a way that that's kind of like a bad thing. 
Because they did have some franchises that were like exclusively handheld games. Um, like Pokemon has really struggled to adapt and um, as a, like a standout example. And um, in WarioWare is one of those games where like, even though I never played any of the ones on the DS, uh-huh. I feel like I associate the series with the DS. Like it, this is just where it feels like it's at home. Yeah, and uh, it's there's touched other, and twisted. Yeah, yeah. There's other things like um, like things like Phoenix Wright and like Professor Layton. Like there's a lot of like handheld Nintendo or Nintendo affiliated type games mm-hmm. that feel like they just really worked on like the DS and the Game Boy Advance before that. Um, and yeah, I feel like they don't really know where to fit in 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 this new switch era which is just something this game made me think about like this game was on the ds i don't think i would feel disappointed with it right i i think i kind of agree and like if i paid 40 dollars for it as opposed to 60 like that's a part of it it's one of those things where it's like i feel like the uh the game part of 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 warrior isn't the selling point and so when WarioWare has come to home consoles before, it was in a vastly different form than it normally is. Smooth Moves was a much more physically based game. Yeah, the Wii gimmick really did a lot for it. Yeah, it like fit well into yeah. it. And, and this the game one doesn't on the... have a gimmick, really. Right, it's just games. The gimmick is like more of a uh, mechanical thing as mm. opposed to a physical thing uh and like when the warrior War game that was on the wii u came out that one wasn't a micro games game yeah it, it was a mini games yeah, collection it wasn't called uh warrior War. yeah it was called like game and warrior that, that was it yeah uh and so it's just this like it, it it doesn't fit in this context and i have to i think that's a good observation i think it, it feels weird to be on the switch because i was playing it on a tv yeah, it just it really stood out to me because I hadn't really thought about that, and the Switch has been out for like five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this just made me like just really chew on that idea. It does help explain what the fuck is happening with Pokemon these days. <laughs> it's just a very confusing situation yeah, all I mean, around. It's not to get too into Pokemon, but like it's just been like I think an inevitable thing. The Pokemon was going to have to transition to 3D at some point, and they have just gone kicking and screaming <laughs> into it. Because I, I think, yeah, like Game Freak was like a group of people who really just didn't don't have any experience making 3D games, mm-hmm. and they chose not to hire anyone. <laughs> anyway, uh, more on that eventually i mean good on them for not firing all the people they already had that's true (laughs) now we just have a bunch of fucking grandmas and grandpas sitting around imax trying to figure shit out um (laughs) anyway uh i do want to mention briefly i think this is not the nintendo franchise that has the best music but like it does it's just like the silliest goofiest music and i think this game brings back a lot of old favorites and also uh really nails its tone again does it have the ashley theme song it might but i it's not played in the main story. okay that's a shame it's a great one <laughs> uh 
But yeah, that, that was always like a really standout song to me in Smash Brothers Brawl. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally played WarioWare, I was like, "Oh right, uh, it's that's this what one. this that's what this is from." That's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all I really had to say about that. I just wanted to mention that. The yeah, no, it, great. it is good. Yeah, it's got it's it's got a very distinct uh, style to it. Yeah. Do we have three, two, one? Final thoughts, go. Uh, my final thoughts are um, this felt like a pretty solid attempt to <laughs> modernize the series. Um, it, 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 I can, it feels like it makes sense. Like It feels like a more accessible, like, oh, each character controls a different way, and like that's the gimmick. Like I have to figure out and learn how each character controls. Um, so, yeah, it feels very like approachable in that way. But I do think, yeah, it... It feels a bit short for the price, um, and it feels like it's lacking a little bit in variety. Um, and I don't know if it is more than the other ones, or if it just feels that way. Once again, because my expectations are different because it's on a home console. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess kind of mixed feelings. In on in on one hand, it feels like what you'd expect. It feels like a WarioWare game, and that means it's pretty good. Uh, and, but then on the other hand, it feels lacking. Um, so I guess I fall kind of squarely in the middle. Uh, <laughs> this is a real classic. I give it a moment. I give it a thumb sideways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think in the spirit of the last time that we talked about WarioWare, a lot of the same things that this game does, it does pretty well. I think that a lot of the games, uh, the humor lands, uh, I think, pretty much uh, all the time, uh, even when it's, like, a little bit wild. Uh, And the microgames themselves still elicit a reaction in a way that is what really drew me, at least, to the franchise in the first place. Just sort of the outlandishness of the whole idea. But I think that the design of the game suffers a bit from its chosen... Uh, gimmick in this case the the multiple characters having different things and I wanted this game to be a, a f- finally a new entry in bro clip where we actually play like <laughs> multiplayer games but the experience of playing the multiplayer version of this game just wasn't fun in comparison to what I had in my head so I think this game creates a lot of expectations that it cannot meet and that's why i come off disappointed in it um but i mean the game is fine if you can get a physical copy of it for cheap it's going to be fun to play but the same issue that you mentioned at the end there it's just it's very little to do that it's difficult to sort of like even make it uh, a thing to focus on so uh that's that's why it's on pocket last time we didn't have pocket we tried to stretch an episode about warrior wear out to an hour and a half and didn't quite make it i I think it was pretty well done and that's one of our most viewed episodes (laughs) i ended on the that's we'll talk about that off cast that's a (laughs) secret i forgot to change the featured video for like a year oh yeah uh content that they can't know about (laughs) uh Anyway, thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're talking about Gora Goa. 
a uh, a puzzle game, and I'll leave it at that. An artsy fartsy puzzle game. Yeah, we're getting back into some classic no clip, <laughs> and we're gonna smell our farts a bit on this next episode. Uh huh. And really enjoy this pretentious puzzle game. Uh, until that time, though, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website. I almost said on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, <laughs> All of our content is now on Nintendo Switch. Uh, all of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our email address, our Twitter account, the uh, fucking podcast on Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Uh, as well as a link to the YouTube channel, uh, where you can listen to episodes on uh, WarioWare. Uh, we just did one on new Pokemon Snap that I think has a similar vibe to the energy we're given today. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but we did we did Zelda and Kirby mm-hmm. for n- November. We did a somewhat intentional, somewhat unintentional Nintendo month. Mm-hmm. And then this episode ends up falling a little bit In into December, December but yeah. like, don't think about or worry about it. Uh, so yeah, lots of good stuff to check out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the YouTube videos have gameplay footage to watch. Yes. If you care. Also, if it's after episode 100. <laughs> yes. Or 99, actually, uh-huh. but whatever. Uh, a Hat in Time is the first episode with footage. Yes. A Hat in Nines, because it was episode 99, gameplay footage. This series though the pocket doesn't have doesn't it. have it no yeah so anyway smash the like button within three seconds or you'll lose a life oh my god ah! Ah! anyway so what we were talking about before was like uh Andy thought that was hilarious, but he muted his mic. Mm -hmm. Um...